right, let's do let's it. Get it rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Lifting Advice. My name is Sam. My name is Monis. Thank you again for tuning in with us. Uh, we appreciate your support as always. Um, got a good one. Got a good one today. Yeah. Uh, and we would like to thank our listeners, might have been more than one, um, who approached us with uh, this topic. So for those of y'all listening, uh, sending us stuff you want us to talk about makes our jobs easier. It, because instead of having to like go through, like, right, what do what do we want to talk about? What do people want to hear? We have y'all recommending stuff that you want us to discuss. That just helps us. So please continue to to give us topics you want us to talk about and, and give us feedback. We sat down for a Thursday night meeting on Friday, Friday. morning. <laughs> <laughs> and and when we got to okay, what do we think people want to want to hear us talk about? Well, Y'all were kind enough to give us that answer. Just, just tell so. us straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week we will be talking about body dysmorphia. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty serious thing. And uh, I think right out the gate, uh, we are not psychologists, we are not doctors, but mm-hmm. we just want to give you our experience with it and just, you know, try to. I hate I hate this phrase, but like start a dialogue. I hate that phrase, but yeah. like we want to we want to make people. I think- Probably the reason why you hate that phrase is because a lot of times it just gets thrown out there and overused yeah, to the point where it loses its meaning, but it is a great way of succinctly putting what we're trying to do. Yeah, so we want to make it something that people are cool talking about. Again, when I was with some friends yesterday and I told them what we were talking about and they were like, that's awesome, Like we want to hear that. So there's definitely a, a desire had, for... I had the same thing. Yeah, for um, this conversation. So uh, again, we're going to you know do our best and just, yeah. uh, I, just, I just get think, into it. Do you think last week when we were talking about all the mental benefits that working out can have to you, we did touch on this mm-hmm. and and diet culture, and I think both of these are things which, you know, you're not going to hear us talking about every two weeks, but every you know year, two years may may deserve some revisiting. Yeah, both as we learn more and as as we learn more. Yeah, just as in we. That second we is us collectively. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, you had something you wanted to start with too. Yeah, uh, on, on a little bit less of a serious note. <laughs> um, so I've got I've got a bit of good news and a bit of bad news. Um, Sam, would you like to start with the good news and the bad news? Uh, let's start with the start with the good. Start with the good. <laughs> with okay. The good. <laughs> um, so we've talked a couple times about about imposter syndrome, about um, how, in my case, I kind of have, like, I never feel like I'm going hard enough. I'm mm-hmm. showing up every single day, like, no, like, make, I'm, I'm going to make you understand how hard I go. Yeah. Um, and and one, after that episode came out, and I think it was a couple of weeks ago, after that episode came out, I was having dialogue with one of our listeners where it was pointed out to me that Manus, if, if your lifting has stayed the same, but you've dropped 15 pounds, you got stronger. Mm-hmm. And that definitely made me stop my tracks. So I was like, <laughs> one, you're right. Yeah. Um, two, I, I actually did get stronger. Um, so last week, uh, new, new PR nice. on deadlifts. Um, squats were not back up there, but baby steps were, were getting there. So, so good news, guys. Things... I will soon have happy tidings to bring to you from, from the Church of Iron. Um, Good tidings of great joy. It should be for all the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, back in episode three 
all our resolutions involve barbells mm-hmm. when we are talking about about our performance based goals. As I laid mine out, I was like, hey, like I'm I'm telling you I think I'm aiming a little too high. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm starting to get to the point of actually most of this seems attainable. Nice. One or two of them still seem a little high, but <laughs> that's okay. We haven't been in surplus all year. Yeah. Let's let's see how the body functions when mm-hmm. we're actually eating. But so far so yay. Um and then moving on to the bad news. Bad news. Eat your veggies. Oh god. <laughs> um so I don't really I can't confirm the premise of this. There's there's definitely no sort of video record of it. Mm-hmm. But I've heard talk from some of our listeners that that last week there was a bit of a dialogue dis- uh, discussing how certain mathematical functions relate in order to one another, mm-hmm. where you made a statement saying that one was an inverse oh, to another. Yes. And I flatly came out and said, actually, no, they're completely different. <laughs> um, and I've been told that I might have been wrong, which is concerning, seeing as I've got a couple degrees related to this. And... <laughs> And I was, in fact, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it's okay. Um, just, this is an open dialogue. Yep. We're, we're, we're being open and honest, admitting where we are wrong. But I, I felt that on this particular note, we should we should maybe say that our live fact-checking was, in fact, <laughs> cor- incorrect. <laughs> yeah, our, our Jamie didn't, uh, didn't pull through us this quickly. Mm-mm. It's okay. That's fine. Well, we'll fire him and hire another one, but his name has to be James. It does, yeah. That's going to be a prerequisite. That's a prerequisite for the job. <laughs> we'll allow them to legally change yes. it. Yes. But until that point. <laughs> um, all right, let's get in the meat and right, substance yeah, of it. Back to meat and potatoes. All right, so uh, how about you give us, because you got some, some good stuff here, um, start with just like a, a definition of what body dysmorphia is, and then we'll, we'll work from there. Um, absolutely. So... So body dysmorphia is a psychological illness that centers on a person's obsession with their with their physical flaws, either minor or imagined. Um, it is, God, I hate this phrase. It is a real condition. It's a real disorder. It's in the DSM five. This thing's, it's not like something that's just being thrown around yeah. as a new trendy term. No, this mm-hmm. is a a recognized, diagnosable condition. Um, and I don't want to get into too much of the nuance of it because I, I can't, I'm not, again, we're not psychologists. Yeah. <laughs> this is not our, we do not have graduate degrees focusing on this as, as our mm-hmm. specialization. Um, it can have overlap between it and eating disorders, mm-hmm. um, similar to how, um, some of our listeners may know I myself am diagnosed with ADHD, that can have a lot of carryover things like anxiety and bipolar mm-hmm. disorder yeah. and how the symptoms manif- uh, manifest themselves. And so a lot of times when you're going through that diagnosis process, your your therapist or psychiatrist will sit down with you and will also try to evaluate you for these other things mm-hmm. in order to make sure, okay, let's make sure that we actually know what we're up against. And so we tackle that head on and we tackle it properly. Um, if you are talking to someone to possibly get diagnosed with body dysmorphic disorder, you probably will have examinations of, okay, like, is it this? Is it OCD? Is it an eating disorder? Is it multiple things? Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of some of the uh, telling symptoms, you've got excessive exercise, you've got obsessive grooming, 
um, you got extreme cosmetic procedures or even fears of deformity. Like my body looks this way because I'm physically deformed. Mm -hmm. I have, there's something wrong in my genes that prevents me from getting the body that I want. Um, uh, also anxiety and depression, avoiding social situations and a fear of being judged. Um, obviously again, that list isn't entirely expansive. There, there are other telling symptoms uh, but that's some of what they'll look for. I also think it's important to emphasize, I'm sure this will come up multiple times throughout, that a lot of these things are just cases of... It's it's not that exercise is bad. Mm-hmm. Very much the opposite. I think it's just how far you're taking it. Yeah. Um, same with, okay, grooming isn't bad. It's hygienic. It's good for you. <laughs> However, we're talking about taking things way too far. Yeah. And that centers on, I, I don't know nearly enough to try to say this about all mental disorders. I certainly, I should definitely want to be true for all of them, ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things that's very interesting to me about something like, like body dysmorphia is a lot of times it can come out of a good place. Yes. Um, a lot of times, and, and a lot of times this isn't the case, a lot of times... Like, when you look at, uh, we've got numbers here, uh, 42% of first, second, and third graders want to be thinner. I, it's, you're six years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, okay, like, 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 in that case, that, that's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. However, in terms of what may apply to some of our listenership, um, there, if you listen to things I just described, you can see a lot of overlap between that and things that we do as bodybuilders, mm-hmm. powerlifters, even just like intense gym goers. Mm-hmm. Um, not that intense gym goers, just yeah. and it, it's just a matter of how far you're taking it. There's yeah. a difference between okay, like hey, I'm going through a hypertrophy phase. I want to I want to try and make these specific things bigger. That's what my focus is. Where okay, that's that's good goal setting and mm-hmm. that's in depending on your specific case, that's preparing for your sport and tackling that head on. Yeah. Versus, I'm like, like, top half a percent of how good anyone will ever look in their entire lives, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here convinced that I look horrendous. Yeah. Um. So there's, there's degrees of nuance to it, um, but. I only want to mention that for the same thing as, yeah, okay, like ADHD and distractibility. Everyone gets distracted sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Being distracted doesn't mean you have ADHD, which is also the worst name ever, but that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about today. Um, it's, it's not that, okay, it's not that having anxiety about your body ever mm-hmm. in any scenario automatically means that you have body dysmorphic disorder. Yeah. It's just that can be a telltale sign of mm-hmm. if you're seeing these things in a debilitating manner and it's affecting the way you look at your body is affecting your self-esteem and the way you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, again, due to, according to the definition, minor or imagined physical flaws, yeah. then at that point, you may have something that could use some professional help. Yeah, I think that... Two things you, you hit on really well. Uh, the 
it's 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 not that wanting to improve your physical appearance automatically means you have this. It's not that uh, noticing you need to work on certain areas. Like if you are a bodybuilder or if you are a powerlifter, you have certain goals. That doesn't mean you have it. It's when it becomes compulsory. And when, I think you said it perfectly, when it starts affecting your value assessment of yourself, as in you look in the mirror and you say, I don't look the way I think I'm supposed to look. I am therefore less than. I am I am not worthy of love or attention or, or value from other people because yes. I don't look the way I'm, I think I need to look. And for sure, this is... This you you see it a lot again in our circles in the, in the kind of the, the gym bodybuilding circles because once you like you said it starts from a good place once you start recognizing okay I know how to build up my shoulders or I know how to uh, increase my ab strength once you know what to look for you can that it just becomes another thing to be concerned with yeah we talked early in the podcast about the the pendulum of uh, unconscious un- incompetence to conscious incompetence. Mm-hmm. And that first shift right there, when you go from, I don't know what to look for to, oh, I know what to look for and I'm doing terrible at this. If that tracks downward into com- compelling you to, you know, uh, exercise excessively, groom excessively, you know, all the, the list yeah. of things, that's when it becomes an issue. Um, and again, we wanted to, to bring this up to to just I mean you know one to, to we'll talk about kind of our experiences with this um, oh yeah but yeah not to diagnose but to just hey like here's something to look out for as you do pursue fitness and understanding that this is something to be mindful of it's like you know I I can want to look better and I can want to improve myself physically but let's make sure that this doesn't translate into my entire self worth is based on my weight or my body fat percentage yeah or a competition again if you are competing. And not getting first place doesn't mean you're a failure as a human being. competition placing does not have any effect on your worth. Yeah, 100%. Whether or not you compete doesn't have any effect yeah. on your worth. <laughs> <laughs> even, if this, even if you're not big into the gym, I think everyone at some point has looked at themselves and been like, man, I could be doing better. And that's not necessarily bad, but once mm-hmm. it, again, once it turns into... I don't recognize myself like who it like I don't I don't look anything like I think I'm supposed to look and they like the definition of self minor or imagined yeah. flaws that you might be the only one you probably are the only one recognizing these flaws I just made quotes for the auto listeners mm-hmm. uh, where there isn't anything majorly wrong it's like could your traps be bigger sure okay maybe but that's not something to base your your identity on or base your entire again value assessment on um i know for me with you know wanting to lose weight for a while and i was you know i was a, i was a lineman in high school so not known for uh my beach physique uh and if you let that become all that you're concerned about is oh I, you know I, I don't look a certain way you know it can it can it can be rough and, and there's definitely times where i've had to just think, okay, no, I can wear, you know, uh, a cutoff to the gym. I can wear a tank to the gym, mm-hmm. even though I got a little bit of a, you know, a little stomach, which we're working on. Uh, but if I dis- if I didn't allow myself to, you know, go to the gym in a tank top and, you know, when I'm lifting arms, it's like, I don't think I look like I should be in a tank top. Like, yeah, yeah that's a problem. And it, it, it does take just like going, okay, I can feel way X, but that's not real. Like, no one also no one cares that's the other thing we talked about Which, like, yeah, it, no one cares about what's like no one's really looking at you i mean jamie said it well in the episode with her 
Whereas like, most people are looking at their phone, they're looking at themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, you know, me being over 300 pounds in a tank top is going to cause someone to vomit and something like in disgust <laughs> is, that's a little narcissistic, honestly, in my part. <laughs> I really like that framing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I agree completely with what you said. It's, it's just one of that, you know, we're not, I mean, just last week we were here talking about all the mental benefits that, that this gives you and yeah. that the gym and the iron culture in any form or another gives you, but you know, we're not taking any of that away. All of that's still true, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's that's one of the more difficult parts where for for people who start developing it a little bit further along their journey or start at least experiencing it in a new way a bit further along their journey, they'll still compare it to their beginning point and mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, well, I don't have this anymore. So I, so no, I'm fine. I can't possibly have anything, anything wrong with me. Yeah. Um, and therefore dismiss psychological problems while still going on to to do things that would make it diagnosable. Like, mm-hmm. it's going way too far with, uh, for example, like, checking yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. We all do it on a cut. Yeah. There's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but that, that can get excessive. That yeah. can get to a point of, okay, like, your sodium intake can end up affecting your mood for the entire next day. Yeah. And at that point, you might have a little bit of a problem. And when that then escalates to, okay, like, I'm, I'm a worse person because I don't look this way. Mm-hmm. Now that's really already escalated. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the fact that, like, in your mind, you're just like, no, like, I definitely still, still feel better compared to, like, all the way when I started, so I can't possibly have anything wrong. Mm-hmm. That's being too quick to dismiss. And... And at that point, you're letting something develop further than it has to. Yeah. Um, also, with the with the minor or imagined part, the 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 really tough part there is the immediate response. Then is okay, but this isn't minor. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, of course it isn't, because that's <laughs> definitionally in in your mind. If you know it's minor, mm-hmm. then then this isn't what we're concerned about. Yeah. Because you're. That doesn't mean you don't have any problem at all, but by you being able to acknowledge that this isn't a major thing, again, not a psychologist, I am saying that that's at least acknowledging somewhat of a, I can't give this too much weight or too much significance, Mm -hmm. which I would then assume stops you from going to a point where you're demonstrating all these symptoms. Yeah. Um, But... But yeah, just uh, again, like, so some of the things as we were doing research for this episode really just stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. Um, in in terms of, like, I I know this. I we've all known this is a problem, but yeah. how far it's gone. Um. Like, let's see. Uh, eighty-one percent ten-year-olds think they're too fat. <laughs> yeah. You're ten. Yeah. <laughs> But but at that point, okay, we've we've got a larger problem here. Yes, and and that is 
that's really one of the things we we should be very clear about is that like when your Instagram page is all fit like a lot of my Instagram pages ripped dudes mm-hmm. just like you know who are professional bodybuilders who mm-hmm. have been doing this for super long and if that's if I took that in with no external context no understanding that these are professionals or then that's also Instagram or Twitter or whatever the platform is where you can edit yeah. stuff yeah like I could get really sad and really upset about not looking I, the way I think I want to look but that's not reality and those aren't you know you don't know these people really like these aren't your friends or these aren't people you know in real life these yeah. are images that you're seeing again on your screen nonstop that are making you think oh I am just so I'm, I'm a monster. I don't even, I don't, I'm barely look human compared to these Greek gods and goddesses. Yeah. And that's um, just not reality. There's also so much that beyond, and, and everything Sam just said is completely true, but even beyond that, there's also the amount that pump and lightings have, have yeah. an effect on it. The amount that <laughs> filters have, have an effect on it. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, even, you go to my Instagram right now, and and you look at you look at my profile picture. You look at my top post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, like that. That was a still I took out of out of footage of me doing shrugs because I noticed that hey, I tend to towards the end end up going on my tippy toes. And mm. now okay, now I'm using momentum. It's not just a proper shrug anymore. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing was putting putting little plates underneath. So I'm starting off from a tiptoe position, so now I can't go up. And then I was recording myself, being like, okay, did that fix it? And one, it did. <laughs> Free tip, you're welcome. Um, but as I was doing that, I was like, okay, shoulder pump looking great. Took the still. It's now my profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> in between, um, yeah, I didn't change dimensions in Photoshop, mm-hmm. but first off, the pump was already there. Mm-hmm. The lighting was accidentally perfect. Yeah. Did I put it through a filter? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, acknowledged in my caption that, hey, we all know I did this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but even that, I can... At, at that point, I'm telling you, even from, like, my before and after, just going, putting it through a quick filter, like a... a, li- a Less than two minutes of work, mm-hmm. and I look at least like five, ten pounds leaner. Yeah, off the cut, look more muscular off the cut. Yeah. now you can start seeing more separation. It's all these things where you're like, oh, but like that's minor, guys. It is. It <laughs> makes such a big difference. Yeah, and when you consume that nonstop every single day for your entire life, mm. that that starts playing a role yeah when you look at the fact that again speaking to like most of our audience when you look at the fact you're going to the gym at all when when you look at the fact that you're involved athletically at all you're already looking better than like 95 percent of the population Mm -hmm. but now you're comparing yourself to like the top 0.1 percent of that five (laughs) percent community you're in okay you're, you're you're talking about you're comparing yourself realistically at like a random point in your day mm-hmm. to someone with phenomenal genetics, phenomenal coaching, phenomenal nutrition, who's been doing this for 10 to 15 years, 
um, depending on who the person is, may or may not be enhanced, which mm-hmm. yeah, says nothing about their self-worth, but if you're natural, don't compare yourself to enhanced people. Yep. Um, with phenomenal lighting and a pump and a filter and all yeah. of this. <laughs> Self-tanner. <laughs> and and now, now you start seeing how this falls apart. Yeah. Because your prep is, I glance at the mirror, and their prep is, I started changing what I was eating yesterday morning so I would look good in this moment in time today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not the same ballgame. Yeah. But you compare yourself continuously to that. And it, it takes a toll. We're, we're all human beings. And mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying it doesn't take a toll on me. Yeah. Or I'm also not sitting here being like, oh, it used to, but I've turned it around. I'm, <laughs> you can too. <laughs> 15 payments of 99 exactly. yeah, yeah. No, it, Buy it, our it, thing. Exactly. Um, it, it affects all of us. I'm just saying, like, this is the sort of thing you have to start thinking about. And it hasn't solved it for me, but... Mm-hmm. I can at least start catching myself of, okay, like, let's separate appreciating that from completely comparing it to me. Yeah. So so let's talk some tools to help people who might be dealing with this. Uh, What what are some tools we can can impart to them? Um, I think let's first and foremost, if this is a genuine issue, get professional help. Like, go talk to a therapist. Uh, get get help. Uh, there's no shame in that. There is, is nothing to to look down on itself for seeking seeking out help. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something that you are really concerned with, or if someone is talking to you and saying, "Hey, I think this is an issue," which is kind of the second thing, which is get someone that you can trust and care and who cares about you genuinely, whether this is a gym buddy, family member, friend, mm-hmm. who can kind of talk with you one on one. Like we had last week after we recorded, we went and got food. And, you know, you were talking about looking, looking into some shows. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said was, because, you know, this is quicker than you would an- anticipated it. Oh, much quicker. Like, like to the tune of, like, it, a year or it, something. <laughs> it was, even that, I'm like, okay, I wanted to compete within 18 months. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to be, okay, yeah, I definitely, I miss, I miss competing for the sake of competing. And even that, I'm starting to change around to yeah. maybe next summer I'll, I'll like, do some powerlifting meets. Yeah. And not get on stage because if I'm if I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this this was okay. Well, it's I mean we're recording this on May twenty first, April sh- March twenty first. Her time's a charm. Yeah. Uh, so this would have been March thirteenth that we're having this conversation. I'm like, hey, should I get on stage in two months? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I was, I, was, I was, okay, let's get this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's due. One of the things I asked you was, because we both knew this was a lot quicker than you would anticipate. You're not prepping for a show right now. Uh-uh. And I asked, would you be comfortable going on and not winning? Like, would it be healthy for you and what you're doing right now, diet-wise, workout-wise, mm-hmm. to get on stage and kind of know, because of just a lack of preparation, that you would not place well like how positive would that be for your psyche and your progress you're making and you know we basically you were like okay you know that's you know good point and then i think later you ended up saying like yeah no that wouldn't have been yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good to so you know what that would have done for the progress i've done with with absolutely so when we were when we had that discussion in the moment i'm like yeah no problem i can separate that out 
because I know that this would be rushed and I'm kind of just doing it for the experience of doing the show. And then I slept on it. I'm like, that that doesn't make sense. Mm. Because, one, the point of this year's cut was never was to end up on a stage. Yeah. But was then... I've been very lax with this year's cut because it's <laughs> it's just this year... I, mean, I said it episode three or four when we were talking about our, our goals. And I was like, yeah, like... I'm just going for like beach lean. We're just gonna get down to a nice healthy spot, and then and then I'm gonna restart some strength and hypertrophy work there. And I've been very lax with with how I'm doing things. Like two days a week, I don't even track any calories. Yeah. Um, and I'm I know I can intuitive eat my way to maintenance calories, and that's basically what I'm going for. Two days a week, I'm like not even a calorie deficit. Um, doing little no cardio nowadays, and so. Weight loss for, for the goal that I set out is still going exactly at the pace mm-hmm. I wanted. Things are looking great. I'm very happy with it. That is not how lax a day's goal would be if if the plan was, okay, I'm going to get on stage. Yeah. Um, and I think I think even the day of, like I think I could have gotten on stage, gotten off and just, I mean, I've got two months. I can only get so lean in mm. two months. So I don't think I would have gotten a place where now that's really, I'm just going in a bad place mentally. I don't think that would have been a problem. I do think that getting on that unprepared would have would have negatively impacted me when it was time in two to three years to mm-hmm. actually get on stage yeah. and be doing it for real. Yeah. Because now I'm coming in with negative experiences that Mm -hmm. I have to constantly remind myself no this is the asterisk next to that performance yeah which is why we ended up at bad idea (laughs) so good on stage in two months (laughs) don't impulse decide to do to do a show just stick with the plan we're doing this got like two years of hypertrophy work and then we're gonna cut down and do it yeah um so the the lesson that have have people around you who can check you and be like hey man or Shouty, uh, are you cool? Like, is everything yeah. good? Like, let's talk through this. Let's let's see if, again, in, in the context of, of fitness stuff, whether your goals are weight loss, strength, whatever, it just be like, all right, is this is this good? Is this is this a healthy way to be doing this? Because, like we said earlier, like the 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 thought to I want to improve how I look is not bad. There's nothing wrong with going. Hey, I want to I want to put on a little more muscle. I want to be a little leaner. That's totally fine. But doing it in a way that's unsustainable or that will lead to uh, body dysmorphia or, or uh, the various eating disorders, which it can. Yeah. And, and, oh, and very quickly. So very again, having, having someone, maybe a couple people who can, can be honest with you and go, hey, are you like, I've, you know, I've noticed kind of how things are going with you. Is everything cool? Like, let's evaluate what's, what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, because you're not going to be able to tell yourself, like you're, you know, it's, you're not going to be able to look at yourself as, as objectively. Well as you try, yeah, there's there's a reason that even the best coaches in the game take coaches when they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and obviously, like at that level, you might not, you might still have a little more power to have some autonomy in your own decisions, but mm-hmm. you you can't be one hundred percent objective. If yep. you're saying you can, you're you're lying or you're a demigod. <laughs> I was gonna say you're 
lying to others, but you honestly might be lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after we got you know seek professional help. We have get get some yes, friends absolutely. around you. It's therapy can be the best thing, and honestly, when in doubt, go to a therapist. Worst case, they tell you, "Hi, thank you for coming in. It was great to meet you." Um, in terms of what's concerning you, here's some tools to help. Yeah. And and again, you're getting that from a licensed certified professional. Yeah. <laughs> and Not meatheads in a basement. Exactly. <laughs> and then, hey, also, if this starts escalating to this point, this is when I want you to come back and see me. Yeah. Or even, hey, this hasn't escalated that bad yet. But keep an eye on it. Let's check back in in a couple months. Try yeah. to do this in the meantime. Just because you don't have a disorder doesn't mean they can't give you something of value. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're, if you have any cause for concern, again, because therapy's great. Yeah, everyone, when everyone in doubt, should do it. Everyone should, everyone should do it. When in doubt, go to a therapist. Go to a professional. Uh-huh. So we have professional help. We have friends and family, people who can be, you know, honest with you. Yes. Then there are some, some things you can learn yourself uh, or just some different ways to kind of rearrange your thinking. Um, yes. I know personally I've looked at behavior and go, okay, is this compulsory? Is this healthy? And sometimes you just got to sit and go, okay, is, is what I'm, is what I'm doing progress me towards my goal? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes or no. We do the flowchart there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's, is, if it isn't progressing me towards my goal, okay, we need to uh, definitely need to adjust. Cause why would I be doing something taking me away from what I want to do? Yeah. If it is progressing you towards your goal, okay, now let's, is this sustainable healthy is this is the is the is the cost let's do a cost benefit analysis yeah analysis words are hard <laughs> cost benefit analysis i was an econ major uh and let's see is, is is the price i'm paying for this worth what i'm doing so when i go to my grandmother's house uh and i'm trying and i'm in the calorie deficit currently mm-hmm. if i go to grandma's house uh is it's worth bringing my baked chicken and a bowl of rice to grandma's house or can I enjoy the food she made and, and enjoy the family time? Now, again, let's see, what are the goals, as we talked yeah. about before? If you there's, are... There is a time and yes. place to bring there's chicken to There's absolutely a time and place to, to bring your boiled chicken to grandma's house while she makes, you know, latkes and other delicious things. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, that, again, step one is evaluate the goals. So mm-hmm. if you're just in, you know, just a calorie deficit, you're just trying to look a little better, uh, but you're not professionally competing... Hey, maybe you can maybe you can have a may even, have even a day. Non-professionally, like yeah. you're not you're not getting. There's a difference between hey, I'm leaning out for the summer, and hey, I'm leaning out to stand essentially naked mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of strangers yep. so they can pick my body apart. Yep. <laughs> Very different things. <laughs> and yeah, so if it, the second one's body, but if you weren't uh, <laughs> following along, um, but yeah, so if that if that's your goal, then yeah, you you know you you. You go, okay, maybe today, again, I bring the baked chicken and, and the rice to grandma's house. Yeah. Um, and then, so in the context of, of body dysmorphia, you know, let's say I weigh myself in the morning, and I am uh, I was 310 yesterday, and I'm 312 this morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I get upset about the fact that I've put on two pounds, you know, in a day, which is realistically and definitely water weight, or I'm holding carbs? Yeah. Do I allow that to ruin my day, and do I, you know, cut out? you know, the rice from my lunch meal, like this is when it starts going downhill. And the reason again is because we're getting compulsory. We're not sticking to our plan. Mm-hmm. We know that there's going to be some variability day to day in your body weight. Um, 
And if you let that start controlling behavior, like that number, or if it's a visual thing, you know, I don't look as good as, you know, Steve Cook or, or Chris B. Like, yeah. well, yeah, like, you know, I'm you're gonna, not going to because... I'm never going to look as Steve. Yeah, look, he's like, what, he's like 6'3". There's like literally, like, there's no possible way I could look like him. You could look like him. We're just different yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I shoot... We're looking um, up Chris Bumstead's height. <laughs> yeah. 6'1". Uh, 6'1". Six one. Six six one. One. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Good job. I'm Taylor. not 6'1". I'm 5'10". Never going to look mm-hmm. look like him. Um, so, I guess the, the tool there. So, we got uh, Professor Help, friends. We have checking yourself mentally, which, you know, can, can definitely be effective. I and mean, you can yeah. definitely learn uh, as time progresses. You know, you learn your mental traps. Learn the places that... You can you can trip yourself up, and that might take some external help for sure. Yes. But uh, if you can recognize the way, like things that can can make you fall you'll, into unhelpful patterns, you know, you can you can be better at at avoiding them to an extent. I'll give a diet example to to that point because I agree with it completely. Um, last year's leaning out. Versus this year's leaning out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm eating a lot more. Um, intentionally eating a lot more. Like even, even on my my like tracked days, I'm eating three four hundred calories more than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I'm eating a lot healthier, without consciously thinking about eating healthier. Because mm-hmm. last year, since I was starting to put all these restrictions down on myself, um, I then would also go, okay, well, if it fits your macros, let's go. And completely aware of why I shouldn't be doing what I was doing mm-hmm. would still find ways to justify sneaking, you know, just pulling all the normal, like, if it fits your macros bullshit. Yeah. That, <laughs> that'll result in you having, like, Cake and ice cream, and insert a third dessert all on the same day, and still hitting your protein on sixteen hundred yeah. calories. <laughs> Which means you ate like nothing other than the ice cream, cake, and protein, and a whole bunch of protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, kids. Yeah. Um, but green things, lots of green, things. lots of green things. Um, this year I'm I'm like naturally just without even thinking about it, eating very healthy. Um, one. Continuing education helps. Mm-hmm. Two, it like it's not like I I needed education to tell me why that was bad last year. I was completely yeah. aware of it. <laughs> yeah. It just it got to a point of I was starting to lose autonomy over my eating because I was mm. just letting these cravings build up to such a, a compulsive thing where yeah. okay, I see it, I I have to eat it. Yeah. And then now I realized what I did. And I'm going back and, okay, how do I then make this work into my macros? Mm-hmm. Um, that is not what you want your dieting to look like. Yeah. That is that is very bad. I managed to get out of it myself if that's something that's still going on with me now. That's a cause for professional help. That mm-hmm. is not good. Um, in my case now, what I've kind of started finding is, okay, I'm going to loosen up a little bit. Um I've I've started using bits of like carb cycling, so like higher calorie and lower calorie days. Where because of that, I have days built in where it's not 
even ignoring how much both of us hate this term, it's not a cheat day in any mm-hmm. means because I'm supposed to be eating more. Yeah. Um, and it also gives me a mental break. It lets me get in the foods that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, we go get get wings after we yeah. record every single week, and that's that's one of those things of okay, this this is one of our favorite foods. Yeah. This is a, a, a like mental break for us. Mm-hmm. We still get to do this. So like everything else we're doing, who cares? In two days, I get to have <laughs> I get to have Luton's wings. Yeah, it's my honey bay wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then because of that. I'll end up getting to a point of now I'll see all the f- the foods that used to like make me like kick. I'm like I'm good. Yeah. Because one, I can have it later if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like because now I'm allowed to have it whenever I want, and I've built in things that make it possible for me to have it whenever I want. That also means I have less of a craving for it. Yeah. And, um. We're starting to get off track, so I'm going to cycle this back to how it actually connects to the point that was being made <laughs> in terms of, like, mental checks. Yeah. Um, so, diet-wise, what I have started realizing is, okay, when I start having an urge to pull, you know, if it fits your macros bullshit again, then that's when I know I'm starting to get mentally exhausted mm-hmm. and I'm starting to actually have trouble with yeah. this. That would normally happen to me around every four to six weeks of just sustained deficit. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I know I need, I'm going to take a week off, just caloric maintenance, and I'm ready to hit the ground running again. Mm-hmm. Um, before I recorded today, I was telling you, hey, I'm starting to, like this week I started to have that again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to just push through one more week so that then my diet break falls on my deload week yeah. and, and things just line up well <laughs> that way. Um, but, but like mental checks work. And yeah. in, in my case, I can only give a, a concrete diet example because I've been relatively fortunate to, despite it being an example that I gave that had someone comment and yeah. or had a couple people comment and brought this episode around all things considered, yeah, I like have to keep my eye on it, and I have like signs and flashes of it. I definitely don't have a diagnosable dysmorphic yeah. disorder. I can't give an example of how to deal with something I don't have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like I think the overwhelming majority of people probably don't have the diagnosable to to that extent. Mm-hmm. But I think, like we said, I think we said earlier, just about yeah. everyone's at probably some point gone like, oh man, I don't. Yeah. I don't like what's happening. You can spiral down. Yeah. I know I've had, again, with, you know, I've been a heavier dude since, again, when you're a lineman, it's like a point of pride to be just big because that's yeah. very useful. Uh, and then when you stop playing football, like after the season ends and you keep eating like you're practicing football every day, yeah, yeah you put some weight on and then just as time goes on, blah, 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 you get heavier. Yeah. And it's definitely, there's definitely been times that I'm like, man, like, you know, I don't want to wear this shirt or I don't want to, you know, I can't wear this jacket or I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I'm, you're, I'm wearing sweatpants all the time. I don't want to wear jeans. And for sure, there's a level of that where, yeah, I need to lose weight. Like, yeah, just, just purely off of, of, of health reasons. Like, let's get ahead yeah. of this. But if I'm letting it determine, you know, I don't want to go out to, to DC with my friends because... You know, I'm going to sweat. That's another thing, sweating. When you're a big dude, like, the balance of layering up so your sweat doesn't come through. Mm-hmm. And then 
more clothes you don't make want you to... hotter. So yeah. you're going to sweat yeah. more. This is very weird. We stayed away from grays. But see, I'm wearing gray because we're making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, like... Also physically as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. No, again, and that's one of the things where, you know, you see yourself every single day. So take progress pictures. But yeah, you need other people to go, hey, man, or hey, hey girl, you're looking good. <laughs> like, you're doing yeah. good. You're, you're progressing on your goals. I um, did, um, I think two weeks ago... I took a picture when we went to to get our post episode wings. wings. Yeah. Um and I was like, Sam, like you're look at this picture. Yeah. Your face looks noticeably leaner. Yeah. A lot of times other people are gonna notice it before you. Yeah. I, I know with me, other people started commenting on me before I was like, Oh, you're right, it does look a little bit leaner. Yeah. <laughs> um and I think I think you touched on a very good point there where I was like, weight loss can be good. Yeah. And and thinking about that isn't a bad thing. Like conscious controls, uh, Doctor Lane Norton talked about it when he was talking about what sort of long term diets tend to succeed. Mm. Where he's like, conscious control in one form or another tends to be one of the most predictable or one of the most reliable predictors of a healthy, sustainable yeah. deficit. However, like it's it's that nuance of. Of, okay, hey, like, what part of this is I might have a couple pounds to lose, and mm. what part of this is I need to look at my body image issues. Yeah. And you can have both at the yeah. same time. Yeah. It, it, it comes down to, one of the things is, again, your value. Like, am I basing my worth as a human being mm-hmm. off of the scale, off of how I look yeah. in a shirt or pants or whatever? That's when it becomes something that, you know, you should definitely talk to people. Like, you yeah. know, be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling... Feel, and again, feel free to talk to your friends, but I have, you know, I'm not, I'm feeling a little, feel like I don't, I'm, feel, I'm not feeling good in my skin. And there's, yeah. like you said, there's, there's parts of like, yes, we, you know, we should be in a healthy weight range just for, you know, I mean, there's the, the mountains of evidence on just, just sustaining health long-term, yeah. uh, being, having less excessive body fat is just good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wasn't, I won't be more valuable when I hit 265 than when I was 320. Yes. I my the my meat vehicle will be lighter, but as a person, you know, I was it's still the same person. <laughs> like you're not more or less valuable at different points. It's, you know, and and that takes okay, it takes there's a level of mental fortitude in there where you just need to have a strong sense of self like, okay, no, my body is not the ultimate end all be all of my value as a person. Yes. Uh, again, it takes good people in your life and then if it if it Needs it, which, you know, it definitely can. Professional help. Yes. Talking with someone who can help you work through and really help you discover your mental traps mm-hmm. and your mental pitfalls because they can look at it a lot more objectively than, than you ever can personally. Yes. Um, two, two quick things. One, I didn't want to interrupt you because you were making a phenomenal point, <laughs> but I really enjoyed meat vehicles. Me <laughs> yeah. This is your meat vehicle. Um, two, um, also, like, the, the other part of of the healthy weight range that, that you talked about. And I think most of this episode, we've been talking about weight mani- weight manipulation in terms of weight loss. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of times, when you're looking at the images that may be fueling your, your body dysmorphia, at least in some part, um, those are people at unhealthy body fat levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's, and, and that's... You, you cannot stay that lean yeah. for that long. Yeah. 
can you stay alive? Maybe. maybe. And that is that is a genuine <laughs> yeah. maybe. Um, look at Andre Smunzer, uh, one of the most shredded people I've ever seen, died from chronically low body fat mm-hmm. and other things. But in, in <laughs> yeah. part from chronically low body fat. Um, it's your your body stops functioning. It doesn't have the idea of essential fat being something that hey, we cross this threshold and now we shut down and we dead on the spot mm-hmm. isn't how it works. One and two, like even when you're not getting a point of essential fat, you can still be at a point where now your body's hormones are very severely impacted yeah. because you don't have enough fat to to function properly. Yeah. And and so when you look at someone in that state and that's your idea of what you should look like year round, mm-hmm. either one, you're going to do it and you're going to need to go see a doctor for multiple issues yeah. or two, you don't do it and and you're dealing with this, which, wow, we're a broken record. Guys, therapy is phenomenal. Yeah. If, if this is something you notice and you want to start off at first with, Hey, let me try a lot of the other things we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to start off with affirmations. You want to start off with, with the self-talk and reminding yourself about this and that. That may work. However, inherently with with a, a disorder, it'd be a fact that it's not rational. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you can logic your way out of it, but maybe you can't. Yeah, And that doesn't. That also doesn't make you a worse person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and seeing someone who specializes in this can go a long ways towards getting you into a healthier and just as if not more importantly, a happier place. Yeah. Um, I think the a, another thing that I found helps is like, do you have to adjust your mental time scale so you can mm-hmm. start off, you know? losing weight at x rate or let's let's also talk about putting on muscle because there's people who yes on the um, other side of this where they want to get bigger muscle dysmorphia is a clinically recognized subset of body dysmorphia yeah so whether it's losing weight or gaining weight um you can have in your mind oh i need to be at point x by time y mm-hmm. let's say i need to i need to be down 30 pounds in in, in six months it it can be attainable like that's that's certainly possible yeah. for some people but just Especially due to on, like what's your starting point? Yes, yeah. Due to that, due to your just genetics, due to just everything that is going on in your life, maybe mm-hmm. you don't hit that weight by that point, and that can be caused. That could be caused for for kind of starting to slide and and, and start uh, falling into these traps. But yeah, just yeah. adjusting your your expectations healthily. Uh, this doesn't mean you don't hold yourself to certain accountability standards back to lunch at grandma's. Like, again, if there's a time when you go, okay, no, I need to, mm-hmm. I need to restrain this week. I'm going to bring my food or I'm going to whatever, eat yeah. less. That's totally fine. But like, don't get locked into, I have to lift X by this certain time or I'm mm-hmm. a failure. I have to lose or gain this amount of weight by time X. I'm a failure. Yeah. You have to be willing to adjust your expectations for yourself to allow you to be consistent and to maintain. Cause if you're not hitting, cause again, if your value assessment is based on, I'm going to be 30 pounds lighter in six months. So you don't hit that. Well, according to this dumb and bad framework, you are, you failed, but yeah. that's not reality. So you need yeah. to, again, be very willing to adjust 
your uh, what you think your timetables are for your goals, and that that's one another good way to to try to lessen the impact of some of these things is yeah. is being realistic with how long something as complicated as body recomposition will take you. Yeah. Um, also, on uh, another tool that can help, and this is another one that you've heard from both of us multiple times. Um, the Looking at things beyond just weight and or leanness Absolutely. as as measurements for for what you're doing, um, especially again, like those have their purpose. If you want to get if you want to get on stage, and and we're talking about bodybuilding a lot here, it's not to say that powerlifters, Olympic lifters yep. cannot experience body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. There's just one sport. Amongst under the, under this yeah. umbrella has kind of the largest reputation yeah. for bringing this out, um, and again, in, it's it's a matter of nuance because a lot of these signs, a lot of these things that can you look at it and be like, this is diagnosable. That's also in some of them are demands of the sport. Yeah, um, and then it starts becoming a matter of okay now. How how quickly can you turn it off after the show day? Mm-hmm. Um, but so like uh, something like that, like I'm getting on stage, leanness has to be one of your your primary measurement tools. Yes. Um, however, for example, like with with us this year, we're looking a lot at how we're lifting. Um, I'm planning on after finishing the cut. It's we're calling this wood. It works if you believe in it. So I'm going <laughs> to knock on this table. Um, it looks optimistic right now that hopefully uh, the Honolulu Marathon mm-hmm. will be able to happen in person this yeah. year in December. If things continue on that way, where that that can happen, I'll be I'll be there this year. Yeah, which means that okay, if my caloric deficit stops at the end of May or, or two weeks into June, somewhere around that timeline, right around the start of July, I'm starting training for that. Yeah, at that point. I'm, I'm not looking at my weight because now I've added another tool or an, another metric that I'm measuring my, this is, this is another measure of my success. Yeah. And I'm still going to be trying to get stronger. So we'll see how, how those <laughs> yeah. two things overlap. Yeah. I think I can do it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just setting, setting more measurement tools just allows you to get a better picture of how you're doing overall. Yeah. And so that's where, Especially in the case of, of most of us who most of the time are just looking at lifting more, performing better, looking better, you know, whatever under that under that general window. If you get to a point of okay, well, my traps should be bigger. Okay, that's fine. You just set a new deadlift PR. Yeah. <laughs> what you want will come. Yeah, it's tra- there, like there's since you're gauging more measurement tools it's easier to find things that are going well for you that mm. can that can help just keep you in a mentally better place yeah. whereas when you only have one metric now it's very easy to overblow the importance of said single metric yeah. um and and also like most of your lift or a fair amount of your idols probably have this too we're all human beings yeah we're all just lifters we're yeah all, we all just have something wrong with us that makes us really enjoy picking things up yeah. and putting them down. But just because 
some of us have more followers doesn't mean you know we're suddenly exempt from the dsm yeah no 100 percent. and i th- and i think it's it's becoming more and more uh common for you know people higher up in the higher up again in quotation for the other yeah. listeners uh in on the you know the fitfluencer charts to be more open about things that they've struggled with in ways that they've uh needed mental checks and needed to to reevaluate yeah. um so we're you know we're just trying to contribute to that conversation yeah. And just just help people out there know that you're definitely not alone if you struggle with this. Uh, it's, you know, again, I, if you're in the gym, it's pretty common. Uh, there are tools you can seek. Again, professional help, friends, and then yes. just understanding your own patterns and, and getting help recognizing those things. Um, I mean, again, we're not we're not psychologists, but if you want to reach out to us, we'll would we'd love to just kind of talk and, yeah. and be like, Hey, yeah, I've, we've done, you know, we could go on for hours about yeah. the, the each individual way that we've probably struggled with, yeah. with, uh, how we look. But yeah, if, if either of us said something and that like hit a personal chord and, and where the person who you feel comfortable reaching out to and talking about this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if, if you, something we said, hit a chord, you want to talk to friends, family, Absolutely. Yeah. And cannot overstate this enough. <laughs> Therapy is phenomenal, guys. Professionals exist for a reason, and they are professionals. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I, I can tell you, like, as someone who, what, only this calendar year started going? Yeah. My only regrets I didn't start going earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's what most people say. <laughs> made my life measurably better. Yeah. And easier. And I'm doing better across the board. Yeah. Who would have thought a professional could have helped me at the, like at their job yeah. within their scope of practice? Um, but yeah, and as I, th- I think it's odd because we normally end in fun, quippy ways, <laughs> and and it's it's tough to get quippy about such a serious topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, I, I we don't have to to make jokes every single uh, time uh-uh. single thing. Uh, but no this is this again we we had people reach out to us and say hey we like you talked about this cool absolutely yeah. let's let's dive a little bit deeper um you know hopefully this episode was helpful for y'all and uh you were able to pull one or a couple things out uh that can be beneficial to you moving forward in your fitness career uh thanks for the continued support and continued listening Again, it really helps us if you tell us what you want us to talk yeah. about so we don't have to spend two hours trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's the best thing to do. Um, we've also had people reach out this week saying, hey, like, I like that you guys do this. I like you do that. Guys, makes our days. Thank you so much. Yeah. We've, we've obviously thanked you individually, but this is us thanking you again. <laughs> um, if, if you do like <gasps> the podcast and you want to help us out, the best way to do it would be to rate and review us on your mm-hmm. app store. Um, that just helps us be seen more. Um, and yeah, remember therapy, guys. Absolutely phenomenal. Great for ten everyone. out of ten would recommend. All right, uh, new episodes every Wednesday on all platforms. Thank you all for your continued support and listening, and we will see y'all next week. Have a good one.